Welcome to Radio Curious. I'm Barry Vogel. When a lapse in memory becomes several lapses and then many, it becomes scary. Possibly it's the onset of Alzheimer's disease, a chronic neurodegenerative disease that starts slowly and worsens over time. It's reportedly the cause of two-thirds of the cases of dementia and is the topic of this edition of Radio Curious. Our guests are Ina Gordon and her husband, Edward Dick, residents of Redwood Valley, California. Ina, a former Mendocino County librarian, has Alzheimer's. Ed is her caregiver. About five years ago, Ina realized she could not remember where she had put commonly used items. Now, she no longer drives for fear of getting lost or safely controlling the car. She claims to be able to have a conversation, but says she wouldn't remember it the following day. Ina Gordon offered to share her experience, how she is now, and what her life was like before Alzheimer's began to narrow her world. When she and Ed Dick visited the Radio Curious studios on June 24, 2017, we began what turned out to be a very sweet and poignant story when I asked her to recall what her life was like before her memory began to fade. Well, I was able to, um, to hold a very wonderful job in two libraries, working with many kids and parents. And that was a joy that they paid me for, that I got paid for, really, is a better way to put it. Um, I'm finding now that I just forget words, often. And I have to ask, and you're Ed's always willing to answer. Um, what kinds of words? Just a thought of something. Uh, I might be trying to explain something, and then I just don't have, you know, I have the beginning of it, but I don't have the middle of it. Would that, would that be that the concept is in your mind, but you're lacking the words to share the concept with someone? I might say it's in my mind, but I can't always get to it. And then the um, concept is fleeting. It won't remain in her mind long enough to be able to articulate it. And it is what? The, the concept, the idea. So, Ina... On the everyday tasks of living, mm -hmm. um, beyond driving an automobile, um, are there limitations that you have found uh, that crept up on you? I think I'm pretty good with the smaller stuff and the, the um, things that are regular. You know, I'd say the hardest thing is reaching the top to put the dishes away. So it's fair to, to assume that you remember how to wash the dishes and you remember where they go. Yes. But not always. Right. Sometimes I'm just not sure of something. And uh, there, there's the... <laughs> Sometimes I can't reach. I wanted to move on to, to smiling. With your lovely smile right now here Thank in you. our studios. 
What kinds of things make you smile? Oh, seeing little children, um, being away and coming home and seeing the kitty and the doggies and the goats and the chickens. Not that I do anything with the chickens, but yeah. yeah. Going back, when you first began to realize, uh, if you did, that you're beginning to have memory deficits and memory losses. What brought that to your attention? That I don't... Saying that I don't have... Could you make it a little more compact? Well, you used to be a librarian here in Mendocino County, and you obviously knew where many things were and were... um, and maybe still are a very literate person. Uh, And then it began to... Uh, your ability to function in that capacity, as I understand it, began to dwindle. And I'm wondering, when you began to realize that your memory was not what it used to be? That's a really hard question. Um, what I do remember is when happens when I am saying something that is not necessarily on point. I never used that word before in this, but yeah. Can you give us an example? I don't remember things. Can I give you an example of what? <laughs> well, of something that is uh, not on point. Ed, can you help us out? Yeah, I, um, I think the nature of memory loss is that it is something that one does not notice. And I think that uh, it has been my explaining to Ina that she's suffering memory loss that has brought it into her consciousness. The first observations were by my daughter, who we visited uh, semi-annually in Kansas, who first noticed that Ina was losing memory function. And say when that was. That was about five, five and a half years ago. And it was... In your job, uh, it was the more complex functions, the summer reading program, for example, that was a part of your responsibility that became very difficult. It's not particular things to remember. It's being able to function around complex phenomena. Complex phenomena means? Takes, res- taking responsibility for a program. Seeing that it follows through and on a schedule starts has the program and it ends on yeah. more or, or less the given time. Ordering the materials, um, that kind of thing, yeah. Ina, if you remember how long after uh, it became more difficult for you to work as a librarian, was it before that you, uh, you, you gave up that job? Well, I continued always to be um, happy and useful with the children. However, when things might have been thrown to me, it was different. I don't know if you had asked me what was it, I couldn't answer you. Um, I had some real support there of the moms because I'd loved their children. You know, and that's in two, you know, that's in Willits as well as Ukiah. And I remember <laughs> going to work one day, you know, I, I don't know if any of you have had this, of 
sure everybody has, going to work and then realize, I realized I was going the wrong way. I was getting ready to go north to, 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 the, uh, to that job. And then I, I was able to just go a couple more, you know, a couple more turns and then turned around and, and went back to the Ukiah one. And I wasn't late, luckily, because they didn't like that, which is understandable. Um, yeah. Can we talk about music? Okay, we can talk if we're not going to sing it. Yeah, go ahead. Maybe we could sing about music. If I come to that, I will. I just did. <laughs> you know, I never could have acted this way among people. When I met you, I mean, that wasn't that one of the on the never, never happening schedule. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, I had to be quiet at home growing up. And that was, do you remember the town where you lived? Newark, New Jersey. We went to live in my, my grandfather's place. I'd like you to share more about that uh, with us. But before you do, uh, I want to say that we're visiting with Ina Gordon and her husband, Ed Dick. Ina is suffering from Alzheimer's and is kind enough to share what it is like and how it came to be with us in, in this edition of Radio Curious. I'm Barry Vogel. Ina, can you share with us the difficulties that you had as a child? I'll start with a good situation. My father was in the Army. World War II. World War II. And my mother and another mother got an apartment and uh, that we lived in, and they each had, you know, the girl that was in their apartment was about my age, mine about her age. And they got us a wonderful person to take care of us because the moms had to go out to the factories every day to earn a little money. Uh, but this, this woman showed me that an adult could be loving I did not know about that. Well, in a sense I did, because my upstairs, our upstairs family that had a daughter a year older than I had a mother who loved me. And I was invited upstairs. She didn't come downstairs because it was a bad place for her to be, my friend. So I'd go up to visit when I got the approval. and. So I, I had sometimes with a woman who was a mother to me. And it was wonderful. And then I'd go downstairs, and my mother would find ways to, to beat me up. Not with her fist, although there was always the slamming with the hand. It's the worst place to hit a kid. You were motioning, you were patting your cheek. To make it feel better just before you said it's the worst place to hit a kid. Uh-huh. I was feeling it. Yeah, I was feeling it. M talking about the, m the slapping, I remembered it one day. I wasn't going to take it anymore. I didn't take it in advance, in advance of it. But my mother raised her hand, and I told her she couldn't do that anymore. Did she follow what you said? She did. I don't know why, but she did. My recollection is that you raised your hand to protect your, your, your face. Oh, right. And she assumed, she was sure I was going to, to hit her. 
That's right. And I said, I don't hit. I'm not going to hit you. Do you remember how old you were then? Eleven, maybe. I wouldn't swear to it. I can't remember from there moving to the next house and what grade I was in. What you've just shared with us are some detail of your childhood memories. Those are more clear to you than your more recent adult memories? I remember a lot more from then than I do from now. In learning about the disease that you have, the dis-ease of forgetting, can you share with us what you've learned? Not only in your personal experience, but in consultation with doctors and in assistance from Ed, who I presume was with you during those medical consultations. Always. Always. The only thing he wasn't with if I went to get my teeth worked on. You know, the checkup for that. Can you share with us what you remember of what you've been told about how your uh, disease will uh, continue to develop? I start, I, I realized that uh, there was nothing I could do about it. I, rem- I didn't want it. I didn't want it. I didn't want it. And there was nothing that I could do. And that was really hard. And uh, I can't, um, I can't drive a car anymore. Not that that was my favorite thing to do, but I can't because I don't know that I can handle what's going on around me. Managing the car, remembering where you're going, dealing with traffic. Exactly. Being lost. and, And I did have some times when I was lost. How about going for walks? Oh, we do a lot of that. We do it twice a day when we can. So you go together? Together. Mm -hmm. He starts out first because he does a lot more than I do. So you're home alone while Ed's out walking? Oh, he's right outside the house. It's on our property. The place we walk is on our property right near the house. He can knock on the door when it's my turn to come out. We have our ways, shall we? We walked this morning. Ed, what do you remember... Uh, the medical prognosis to be for Ina? Um, Alzheimer's seems to be the absence of any other condition that can be identified. So Ina was checked out for things that might otherwise be impacting her memory and they're not there. So that leaves us with the diagnosis of Alzheimer's. Our doctor has um, given us really good help, but uh, for the most part, it's something that um, one and one's family are left to deal with. Um, uh, There are a couple prescriptions that Ina takes uh, that probably are just placebo in their effect. They may not have any medical uh, uh, effect, but they might. So we have, we have oriented our relationship to the narrowing cone of reality that Ina can experience. 
and um, we spend our days in routines that we find meaningful and uh, in conversation that is always uh, bringing us back to who Ina is. Um, if Ina uh, 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 manifests behaviors that come from a place of values that she and I don't share, I bring that to her attention. And uh, Ina is very responsive to uh, being called to better behavior and uh, better relationship. And um, it turns out that this is a time of blessing in our lives. What are the kinds of things that you do uh, in your home that you didn't do 10 years ago? Well, we, we uh, apart from visits to family and to cultural activities in town, we spend now most of our time in our home or walking around our home. So our home, um, we're very fortunate to have a, a wonderful place to live. And in, in, in the country where, where nature is beautiful and abundant, and that's where we spend our time more and increasingly. And I spend less time working on projects uh, more time just uh, uh, sitting, reading with Ina, um, working on a few little things in the house. And Ina's uh, uh, contribution becomes uh, uh, a little bit narrower in, its fo in, 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 in the complexity of what she does. Um, you say spend time reading. Yes. Is that reading out loud? Sometimes. Sometimes uh, uh, we take turns reading out loud to each other, um, but mostly it's silent reading. Um, um, uh, Ina's uh, sight is uh, diminishing a little bit with um, uh, cataracts, and um, so she uses large print uh, books only, and we may be facing some surgery on that, on that score in the near future. On the eyes? Yeah. What would they do? They would they would go in and clean the cataracts out of your the lenses of your eyes, and that's a one time thing. And then you'd be able to see more clearly again. Oh wow! Ed, you mentioned something a moment ago that I'd like to follow up on, and that is the blessing in your relationship. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, um, because we spend essentially all of our time with each other. Uh, how we relate to each other is increasingly important. A couple years ago, we identified uh, our relative challenges. I must always be patient, and Ina must always try, whatever that might mean. We're committed to that. Uh, our commitment has deepened as I've recognized that Ina is um, dependent upon my care all the time. Because we spend time talking about the problems that Ina faced in her formative years, Ina is able to be in relationship to those challenges. When Ina uh, manifests behaviors towards me that are unkind, we talk about it, and Ina, uh, Ina uh, stops. stops. Um, sometimes those kinds of uh, conversations become stressful, and when that happens, and because of that or because of other things, Ina's world starts crumbling around its edges, 
um, we go to a place of physical intimacy where we can hold each other and um, uh, just comfort each other. And that comforting is something that within, within one to five minutes brings Aina to happiness. How is it that you came to the realization uh, that you must always be patient and Ina must always try? Um, those two things are um, patently obvious on some level, but also reflective of both of our inadequacies. I did not grow up with patience. Ina did not grow up trying. And my understanding came to be that I was losing patience when Ina wouldn't try, whatever the situation was. And so we discussed this at quite length uh, over um, a long road trip, and um, the truth of that became real clear to both of us. That conversation occurred after the onset of memory loss uh, for Ina? Yeah. Ina, do you remember that conversation? I don't think so. I don't know. I'd have to hear you say it right away this minute. Yeah, it was on our on a trip to Kansas when we were driving, and for example, I couldn't, you couldn't get anything from a map that was meaningful to help me in the in the navigation, and there was things led to my frustrations, and uh, that's where kind of we began that discussion. Well, Ina Gordon and N. Dick, I want to thank you both very much for joining us on Radio Curious and sharing this truly intimate story about your life. Um, but before we close, I'd like to ask you each, beginning with you, Ina. Yeah. Uh, can you uh, share with us a special moment in your life that changed your view uh, a eureka moment or an aha moment that changed your view of your world? I'm not finding something. When you began to allow yourself to feel things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a biggie. When was that? Sometime around uh, 90, 85, 90. Can you tell us about that, when you began to feel things? I found, found it to be very helpful. It was unusual. And I think that in the beginning, any time I was in that mode, I'd be kind of surprised, as well as helped. Yeah. And may I ask, what would you like to do with the remainder of your one precious life? I want to continue to see these little grandchildren grow up and to continue um, times with our son who's just down the road from us. And uh, I think I'm open over times to, to get in the car with you. And we do that. And Ina, um, is there a book or a movie that you could recommend to our listeners? Well, I don't do movies. 
and books. I really can't think of one. And Ed Dick, may I ask you the same questions, uh, beginning with uh, a eureka or an aha moment, a, a very special moment in your life? Uh, coming out of uh, my senior year in high school in Mississippi in 65-66, uh, where our uh, survival was an open question because we were northern whites working with blacks. I had, about a year later, something that happened to me that I never understood. Um, Thirty years later, reading a book on Zen Buddhism, I came to understand that at the age of 17, I'd had a very significant Satori experience. The fusion of my yin and my yang. Um, my life turned from that point um, to an integrated life where my selfishness and my generosity were no longer separated from each other. What would you like to do with the remainder of your One Precious Life? Well, my current project is my relationship with Ina, and I'm... Uh, I enjoy that, and I'm honored to be in that relationship during this time. I recognize that I might have another time after I'm no longer with Ina, when Ina is no longer with me. Um, and uh, I have never anticipated the great challenges that have been my life's work. They've just always come. And finally, Ed Dick, is there a, a book or a movie that you could recommend to our listeners? Uh, after the election in November. This is November of 2016. Yes, of 2016, uh, in which our, pre our, our nation elected someone that surprised a great many of us. I recognized that community would need to be the focus of our recovery from this event. And... Um, the place where I have found really good writings of community are from the Bruderhof community. It's a community, an intentional community of about 50,000 worldwide, began in Germany in 1920, is now in Germany, England, the United States, and I think Uruguay. Uh, they produce a quarterly named The Plough, and they have their own books that they publish. And I find that generally that perspective of, of uh, in this case, uh, first century, second century oriented Christianity is uh, really helpful on the issues of uh, community. Ina Gordon and Ed Dick, thank you very much for sharing this very intimate story of your life together on Radio Curious. Thank, Thank you. you for calling us in. Ina Gordon suffers from Alzheimer's disease, which increasingly limits her ability to live the life she formerly led. Ed Dick is her husband and caregiver. The readings that Ed Dick recommends are the articles in the Plow Quarterly 
that's P-L-O-U-G-H, quarterly, found at plow.com. This program was recorded on June 24, 2017. There are over 630 archive editions of Radio Curious on our website, radiocurious.org. They're free to listen, download, and share anytime, anywhere as my gift to you. We appreciate your comments, ideas, and suggestions and like to hear from you. Email is curious at radiocurious.org. Snail mail is 280 North Oak Street, Ukiah, California, 95482. And the phone is 707-462-6541. Thomas Schoolcraft is our assistant producer. I'm host and producer Barry Vogel. Thank you for listening.